The Motivation Station. Freedom is now. Today's topic. DMT. The final breakthrough to the afterlife. Meeting God. Welcome back to the Motivation Station. This is the third and final episode of the Psychedelic Trilogy, and I would say the most important, as I will be talking about DMT, also known as NN-dimethyltryptamine, or even the spirit molecule. There's not much introduction that is needed, as I have covered the disclaimers in the past two episodes. However, I do want to say that this episode of the three is definitely the most important as the knowledge of what DMT is and its presence throughout history is essential in being able to analyse if there is an afterlife or even something going on behind the scenes of what we see every day. And now of course once again no personal experience being involved here only my research what I've seen through other people through videos books documentaries I'll try and keep it brief about the science behind it, however what I will include I think is necessary to know what it is, where it is, and that it's definitely not just some man-made chemical which its only use is to harm people. And the reason for this is that DMT as a whole is present in all life forms including plants and animals. and even humans. Now obviously the content of this varies and we can only speculate on the reason why it is present, in animals and plants at least. However, as it's been found in humans, mainly in in some of the organs, I believe the lungs, the brain, and I think the stomach... But the most important part is that it's in the brain and it's in the pineal gland, which is a small, tiny gland in the centre of your brain, which is typically known for being used as a regulator of sleep as it produces melatonin. However, it also has been found to produce DMT. And now, in history, before we had the current knowledge of neuroscience, it was believed that this pineal gland was the seat of the soul and that it was even the gateway to the afterlife and contained just our spirit and obviously this can't exactly be proven however the fact that dmt is is wholly produced in there it is believed that dmt is released in our brains when we sleep when we dream and in near-death experiences and the reason this is so important, at least I'd say, is because it just sort of shows that when we have dreams or when some people have near-death experiences, they report them to be almost indistinguishable from reality. You know, we've all had a dream where you wake up and you think, is that not real? You know, you wake up and you think, well, you're a bit disoriented because you thought that you were actually alive there. 
perhaps you were, but that's a topic for another episode. And either way, it just shows that if DMT is being produced in these situations, there has to be more going on, and this molecule has to be responsible for more than we could just think. Now, as well as this, not only is DMT a molecule which can be extracted through plants and then consumed as a psychedelic, it can also be consumed in a method known as ayahuasca, which you may or may not have heard of, and as I describe it to you, you may recollect that you do actually know of it. It's typically depicted in movies in which someone would go to the woods and see the tribes people and they would offer them this bowl of or this cup of this certain this certain liquid or potion and this typically is trying to show them offering ayahuasca which is a brew of plants which have a high DMT content as well as other plant which contain this enzyme that can inhibit the production of MAOA which is an enzyme which actually blocks the consumption of DMT when we eat these plants. It's the reason why you couldn't just go outside and eat a load of grass and then start tripping on DMT is because your body naturally will break down this DMT because of this MAOA enzyme. And so this brew is made typically in the Amazon rainforest in Peru, things like that. And it'll be taken for ritualistic purposes and people have reported to have seen Mother Nature and have seen spirits and all sorts of amazing things. But the difference between this and just DMT DMT being consumed in itself is that ayahuasca is obviously drunk and you almost definitely be sick after that. It's known as purging. And after you have been sick, you will be tripping for roughly about six hours typically and whereas DMT when typically smoked only actually lasts about 15 to 30 minutes maybe even less however some people report to report it as feeling like a whole lifetime some people say eternity but I would have to kind of disagree because the idea of someone living a whole entire different life in this trip seems more of like a myth than a reality but either way the main consensus is that time can't even be applied it just feels like you're just there and time just isn't a constant anymore like it is now and then finally before I go on to the historical background and the effects that DMT has I do also want to say that there is another form of DMT other than just in its molecule form and as ayahuasca and this is known as 5-MeO-DMT or 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine, which is similar molecularly to normal DMT, however it has an extra oxygen molecule, and this was originally present in the backs of toads. I I believe it was the Sonoran Desert toad, typically, that would be scared, and then it would secrete this chemical on its back, and then it would be scraped off, dried, and then smoked. And although this toad is very limited in its population, what is essential is to know that when this version is consumed, people have had life-changing and almost death-like experiences that you cannot describe even nearly in words. And obviously DMT and ayahuasca are similar, it's just, it's just that this 5-MeO-DMT is just 
much, much more intense than at least normal DMT anyway as ayahuasca. Like I said, many hours of tripping and people typically would take these in retreats in the woods, in, in rainforests, as you would probably want a shaman there or some sort of priest which knows what they're dealing with and will support you and guide you through this. And now, the historical background of this is actually very interesting and very important as we can't even date how far back this has been used for as it hasn't been just been synthesised or come across recently. Maybe used more recently, however, there's been speculation that it's being linked to in the Bible in stories such as Moses and the Burning Bush in which, obviously, Moses reportedly spoke to God through a bush that was burning and some believe that this this bush that was burning was the acacia tree which is one of those plants that is, has a high DMT content compared to others and when this would be burnt if you would inhale the fumes of it or just be near it it's quite likely that you could perhaps have a DMT trip especially if you were living back in these times of you know, the Old and New Testament in biblical times, it's not crazy to think that this is possible, that someone did reportedly speak to God. And obviously you can believe in the Bible or not, but that's not what's important. It's just that the message there is that it's highly possible that DMT was the cause of this biblical story of someone speaking to God. And as well as this, there are countless traditions and tribes that have a culture behind this consumption of DMT or ayahuasca in which they would contact their inner self, contact Mother Nature, contact God, you know, find normally unanswerable questions. They would get answers to them. And many people, when consuming DMT, report that it seems more real than anything ever before. And it's so vivid and meaningful and just immersive that it's hard to just boil it down to just being a drug, drug experience. And now either way, it's undeniable that this compound has been used for arguably thousands of years in helping people connect with this higher power, this other dimension of entities and geometric patterns. And now... Like I said, it's very, very hard to find an actual account of one of these trips that can be put in words because almost every user would say that you can try and explain it, but it's not going to do much justice. And unless you see it for yourself, you can understand. And I, that doesn't mean I endorse it. I do not what whatsoever advise that you do take it. I just think that it's very important that you know the potential that it does have. And now, the main reason I think it's so essential to know about DMT is that almost every experience is very similar in the way that there would be an encounter with some sort of God or inner soul or typically another dimension that you would consume it and you would be in the exact same place you are when you smoked it, but as if there was just a layer of your whole layer of perception just removed and you're instead in this hyperspace of patterns and ideas shapes colors feelings emotions people would 
claim that whatever you think of would just instantly manifest itself and not only in a visual aspect it would completely engulf you in the whole emotions behind it and things that are similar to it like i'm i'm yet to find an experience where someone has come out of it and just completely become an atheist saying that there's no god there's no afterlife anything like that it's quite the opposite actually people have gone in completely denying the existence of any god any other thing that's happening more than just what we see daily instead they have this connection to their inner self to this fifth dimension and this all-loving place now some people a lot of people say that this is the place you go where you die and now as i said earlier if it's released in near-death experiences it's very much possible that when you die this this substance this chemical has some sort of link to that they can't obviously be certain it's all speculation but it is very much possible that that is the case that when you die your soul lives on and you could just be transported to this other place and as well as this there is a recurring theme of reincarnation that has been shown to a lot of people that you die your body just separates from you and then your soul lives on i even read one experience that said they saw this uh, everlasting conveyor belt of claws similar to in monsters inc where there's the the long conveyor belt with all the doors hanging down from it but instead the doors were the brain at the top the soul which was glowing bright yellow bright golden and connected to that below it was a body however that was dark and gray and then when someone would die this body would just drop into the abyss yet still attached to this conveyor belt was this brain this soul and then it would live on through this dmt realm until a new body was found in which they'd live a new life and completely experience a whole different range of possibilities in their life and then obviously the consequences of what one might believe about this could be that it explains why there's so much suffering in the world inherently anyway not man-made caused but so many different types of person why there's why there's no two people that are the exact same even identical twins are are different in some aspect and now you could invoke the idea of karma into this but that's a whole different story but either way many many people come to the conclusion that regardless of the truth or this of this or not the main moral of the story is that you should live your life to the best that you can that you've been put in this situation regardless of what it is you could be in severe poverty however you're still alive and you're still somewhat capable of making the most of your life a lot of people may say that that is being successful in the fact that they have loads of money if that's what you desire then sure but many people get to this top where they have a very comfortable amount of money and they still feel incredibly shallow and they don't feel like they've actually achieved anything they just are able to live comfortably to still achieve what they want yet they're a bit lost because what they wanted their whole life was this money if that makes sense so i would ask you to understand all of this information that there is almost definitely something going on behind the lines that this this isn't just it you're not just going to die and then that's just darkness and that's it there's no nihilism that should be involved here obviously 
like I said in one of the earlier episodes, one of the best ways to live is to live like you could die at any moment, as then you will appreciate every moment and you will try every day to do something new and to enjoy it. But either way, you should just know that there's something else going on here. There's someone or something watching over you and that you are loved and that you must live your life in a way to make the most of it that you can. Until the day you die, you've got to make the most of it. You've got to utilise the opportunities and the situation that you have. Because if not, if you were to just die and there's just nothing, at least you lived a life where you'd strive to be happy, where you'd follow your passions and make the most of it. And if there is something else going on, and even if karma did exist or reincarnation, then it's a win-win because you've lived your life amazingly and you'll have no regrets. You'll be able to swiftly move on into the other life or into this other realm. And even invoking the law of attraction, which I will make another episode on, but if you're living your life in a way that you feel like the world around you wants what is best for you and that you came here to be happy and to be successful and follow your passions, then undoubtedly more of that will come. And the majority of your days will be full of happiness and you'll be one step closer to achieving your goals. Now, it may seem like I've gone on a bit of a tangent with this. Maybe I have. But what I'm just trying to get at is that with all three of these psychedelics, the knowledge alone that they exist, that they have so much potential and that they've helped an uncountable amount of people throughout history and now as well, regardless of what your biases are that drugs should just be pushed to the side and that they're all the same and that you're just going to take them and go crazy. Perhaps you may go crazy, but perhaps you might get shown that there is more to this life. I do advise you do your own research. If you do want to look further into this, there are obviously many books and documentaries on the subject. There is a great documentary, DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Uh, There's also a book version of it. I think Rick Strassman was the creator of the book and for more easy read there is how to change your mind by michael pollan i think and even if you want to do a minute amount of research i would recommend going on youtube and looking up about terence mckenna as he is one of the if not the most important figures of describing what dmt actually is and the indescribable experiences that one can have and the things that it can teach you and just the magical aspects to it And so, either way, regardless of what your views are, I hope that you can understand the beauty that these psychedelics have, the potential that they have, and that one day everyone will understand what they are, and that there is almost definitely something going on behind the scenes. And now, thankfully, more and more opportunities for clinical research are coming out, with DMT and mushrooms especially, in the treatment of depression, addictions, things like that. Now, obviously, their legal status does prevent this quite a bit. But hopefully our culture is moving forward in a way that we understand that there's more to life than just the daily grind and just living for someone else when you should be living for yourself and helping others and that love is everything. But I think I've gone on enough. I think you get the point. I hope that you've enjoyed these three episodes and that you can research more and you understand where I'm coming from. Once again, I do not advocate the use of any of these If you are to use them, I advise that you do your research and that you utilise the set and setting, which I've mentioned previously. And I hope you can just tell other people and therefore help society grow 
in a positive way. But for now, I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you can join me next time. Thank you for listening. This has been the Motivation Station. Peace.